This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 262. Hey everyone. Today I have a great podcast for you, and I promised this a few weeks ago. I recorded a series of podcasts with Dr. Lennon Fu, so that's our um, first in that series will be this podcast. Today he's going to be talking about how to find um, your first job and some tips for doing that well. So I'm really excited for you to hear this, and then there will be another episode Um, And then we're going to record a couple more after that, but we had to postpone the last two um, because he got called into surgery on the day we were recording. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I just want to remind all of you at the beginning of this podcast, before we get into it, that my new book is available on Amazon. It's called Love Your Veterinary Life. I'm super proud of it, so I hope you'll take a look. And if you have read it and you liked it, please leave me a review on Amazon. That will really help get the book into more people's hands. I also have a space on my website to get a free coaching. If you haven't tried life coaching and you really think that it's something you want to try in 2024, I would highly encourage you to do so. It will help you with just about everything you can think of. When I first started life coaching and got interested in it, I didn't realize how it applies to anything that is happening in your life. If you want to get better, if you want to feel better, if you're stressed, if you're anxious, if you're overwhelmed, so many things can be helped by having a coach. So reach out to me and give it a shot, give it a try, and um, see if you like it. And the last thing before we get into this podcast with Dr. Fu, I'd like to encourage you if you have any ideas for the podcast or you have an idea for a guest that you want to hear, email me at jacapeldvm at gmail.com. If you want to be a guest, um, reach out. I'm always looking for interesting people to talk to in the veterinary field and in other fields as well. So if you have some ideas, let me know. I want to bring you the best content I can for 2024. Okay, so thanks for listening to this little um, commercial. And now let's get into our podcast with Dr. Fu. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. Today, I have a wonderful repeat guest for you all the way from the UK. It's my friend, Dr. Lennon Fu. He's the founder of Amity Veterinary Care, He's a veterinary surgeon, business owner, speaker, and author of several books, Is My Vet for Real? Natural Power, and his latest book is called Vet for Life. Welcome to the podcast, Lennon. I'm excited to have you here again. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here as well, Julie. Yeah, so I reached out to Lennon thinking that it would be interesting because I have my new book out now, and he kind of helped me get that um, finished when we talked uh, a while back. And I thought it would be interesting because our books are similar but different, that we would do a little series of podcasts together and try to bring some information to the veterinarians out there um, from our different perspectives. So today we're going to do a short podcast about um, tips for looking for your first job, right? That's right. Okay. So Lennon has some tips from your book, correct? That's right. Yep. I read Lennon's book a while ago and um, it's excellent. So show the, show them your book cover before we get started. 
vet for life. And we have a similar passion because we want veterinarians to be happy in their chosen career, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the tips for looking for your first job. Thanks for that, Julie. Uh, before we go, you talk about tips. I think we always want to start with why, really. So a first job or the first few jobs, really, for a veterinary surgeon who is just embarking on his or her career, it's more than just a job. It is more of a foundation. And many people have said your first few jobs or your first job, your first few jobs can make or break you in your entire journey. So it is yeah. quite important to actually get the right job to start you off with before you can embark onto your sort of uh, veterinary career, which uh, we always hope that it's going to be lifelong, which is why we want to be vets in the, uh, to start off with. So just remember that in mind. The first job you're looking for is not for prestige. It's not for the salary either. It is actually a job that can support you both you know, emotionally, academically, you know, um, mentally, to allow you to push on to your next step because what you're looking for is a job that can sustain the start of your long, hopefully, career and not just one that you're wanting because your best friend is there or is close to your house or they pay well or it's from a prestigious place. The question is, is it going to help you or hinder you? And we all know that we all grow in different speeds just like how a bird takes to fly, you know, a robin can take six days to fly, but a condor can take up to 42 days before they fly. The question mm, is, are you the sort of person, are you the sort of person that likes to be thrown into the deep end and uh, learn very, very quickly as you go because you like the challenge or do you need good support to slowly nurture you before you can become a full-fledged vet, so to speak, using the same analogy? So looking for a first job really, really depends on your own personality. The how is one thing, but which one you're going to pick for really depends on what you need in the first place. Like, for example, if you're a sort of person that likes a challenge, a first job that has got a lot, a lot, a lot of support, maybe number one, unnecessary for you. Two, you don't find it helpful. Or three, even hinder you to allow you to blossom as fast as you wanted to or as quick as you wanted to. On the other hand, if you need someone to handhold you and things like that, getting a first job that says that you know, uh, you're know you in sole charge or you have very little to no support may not be the one for you at all because it, you, you'll just be waiting in, in, in nothingness and thinking that maybe you're not supposed to be a vet and all that sort of silly thinking, which could have been not present if you actually got a job that supports your nature and your character. So understanding yourself, how much support you need is paramount. And like I said, one of the worst ideas is that you want to go to a first job with a friend because you feel that is support. But if your friend's character is very different from you, the first job may not be suitable for you. So look for one that suits for you most because that's the most important thing. Your first few jobs or your first few jobs are foundational, not just a job. Yeah. yeah once yeah, so have you got any thoughts on that, Julie? Well, I absolutely do. I mean, I don't know if I told you this before, but my first job I got fired from <laughs> after I was there three years. And it's funny when you say that it it influences you, is it really did. Like just even that experience of working at a place that wasn't right for me taught me what to look for the second time around. 
and also made me more determined to be my own boss because I didn't want to be the kind of boss my first boss was. So mm-hmm. I really agree with you that knowing your personality is is key. And I think we sometimes forget that because I've hired a lot of vets over my career and they're all so different and they all need different mentors and, you know, like you said, amounts of, of help. Perfect. I love that. I, I, I totally uh, agree with that as well. It's only when you know yourself, then you know what sort of job to look for. Then you start looking for jobs. Don't right. just... Look, don't just go through the adverts going fill, fill suitable a spot for fresh grad sort of thing. Yeah, what do they mean by suitable for fresh grad? Uh, and uh, that only when you know yourself how much support you need, then you right. know exactly what to ask them in the first place mm-hmm. to look for your first job. Then that is where the fun begins. That's where you can really, really do your homework. Because remember that, amazingly, I don't know if it's the same in the US, but in UK, the number of pets have increased pet guardianship has increased, especially over COVID. So that's yes. one thing. So there's a more need for vets. And number two, the a lot of vets have dropped out as well. So there's always more need for vets, i.e. if you have an MRCVS or a degree, you are in luck. Okay, you're okay. in the one thing. Okay, High so demand. it's a desperate look for a job. Mm-hmm. There is so many jobs out there that need vets. So you do have your choice or your pick of the cherry or what right. you want is best. So there is always... um. That choices put it this way. It's not as though there isn't enough choices. There's only like two positions for 10 vets and hence you, you, you want to pick, you, you want to get a job immediately. No, 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 no. I always tell the vets that I coach is you're kind of in the driver's seat right now. Exactly. You can exactly. ask for what you want and find what you want. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So don't jump into your first job just like a relationship. You know, you want to find one that works for both parties. <laughs> So they need you more than you need them. So make right. sure that you interview them as well as they interview you. An interview is always both ways. We're all looking for a good fit. Okay. Right. Your employers or your potential employers may not know that, but it is true. It's both ways because if it's not a good fit, you will leave and they're going to start all over again. Only wasting your time and their time. So learn how to do both ways. Interview. Don't be petrified. Actually, you need to be assertive to find out exactly what is good for you and what's not good for you. So with all that in mind, I can offer you three different ways of which to interview your employer rather than the other way around, reverse interviewing, so to speak. Well, it's not really reverse interviewing if you're both trying to find a good fit. But nonetheless, these are sort of three different ways of which I would highly encourage all to be utilized because you can never um, use too much. And just to, just to say what Julie said, so all these three ways are all written in details in this particular book. Yes. So if mm-hmm. you're wanting that, then certainly it's all inside there. That's available on Amazon and also as a, the Audible version as well. Okay. So the first way is, well, make use of social media. The internet, a huge resource to find out exactly what your uh, prospective employer is about. So you can go on their Facebook page, see what sort of posts they send out. Do you resonate with it? Is it a standard copy post that all practices use but just change the practice name? Or is it something they've written themselves? If it is standard, okay, does it give you a feel that they're quite big so they outsource this sort of thing? It's not really important to them and they just do that. Or if they wrote it themselves, what does it tell you about them? How do you feel? Because remember that how you feel is how the pet guardians will feel as well. And that's expected of you to provide that feeling. For example, 
if it is very, very educational, okay, um, the pet garden is feeling educated and empowered reading that post. If you should start working there, that is what is expected of you as well, to empower mm -hmm. other people with education. Right. Okay. So yeah. how, how you feel is how you're meant to make other people feel if you're working there inside that. So social media is one. Look at that website. Is it quite professionally done? Or is it quite haphazard? Is it quite simple? Is it quite specific? If the prices, what are they like? Are they expensive? Are they cheap? Are they somewhere in between? Because if they're cheap, well, it means that you have to work very, very hard to make more money for them. Right. <laughs> if they're very, very expensive, how happy are you telling people of those prices? So that's all sort of, uh, it's all, you can learn a lot about the website. Then after that, look at their website as well. Do they talk about their core values? Do they speak about what are they about? Or is it just another so-called generic vet practice? Are you happy with that? Maybe you're happy with that and it's fine. You're just looking for a job that does vet medicine. You are, you're not interested in any further thing than what they believe and things like that, which is great as well. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But just make sure you know exactly what you want from it. More importantly, after they have described their core values, if they do, or their purpose or their mission statement or whatever, the best way to take a look at it is read the reviews. Okay, you can see on yeah. Google, you can see on Facebook, you can see on their online reviews or whatever. What they say about themselves, okay, is very different from what people say about them. Is it the same? Is it coherent? Is their own so-called shouting at a personal branding true to what they are, what customers are talking about them? Right. Is it incongruency? Because somebody can always say, you know, as a, as a practice, you can always say that, you know, we're all for education, we're all for teaching and things like that. You get the reviews going, the consult was quick, I didn't learn anything at all. That is a little bit different. Okay. Or mm -hmm. does the consult reflect exactly what they say about their core values? So this tells you how coherent they are. Because it's one thing putting core values out there, another thing executing it. Everybody can right. say a nice story. It's another person actually walking the walk. Do they walk the walk? To learn that, you cannot see what they say about themselves. You see what the customers say about them. Right. That's branding. Is branding coherent? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. I would add to that, um, if you're looking at reviews, how does the practice answer the negative reviews and the positives too? You know, like I know from running my practice is we you have to answer those. You have to respond and either thank them for their kind review or um talk to them about their negative review and i've seen some very snarky responses to mm -hmm. negative client reviews and that's probably not the kind of environment you want to be in where the people are very defensive and snarky right absolutely in most cases well, yeah yeah it, it it really really varies if you're right. just literally in there to get experience you don't really care about all these things then you don't care you <laughs> But if you care about, you know, uh, those are important to you, which for some people they are, right. then certainly it is very important to understand where does the practice come from? Who answers the reviews? Is it just one person or do people have responsibility for the so-called cock-ups that they do, so to speak? Mm. And also, when they write good reviews, read what they write about. Because how the customers feel and you're going to ask yourself that feeling. Or you're going to ask yourself very clearly, are you able to provide that feeling for the customer? Because you're going to be working there. They're going to be right. writing reviews about you. What will, your, what will reviews about you be about? Would it be coherent? Does it suit your personality? You know, it could be 
as simple as some customers they say that oh I love this practice because it's cheap and cheerful. They don't have a rip off. They, they don't rip off of prices and things like that. And so, are you happy with that? Are you happy to provide a cheap and cheerful service? Right. Because if you're not, then it may not cheap. It may not be cheap. Nor is it cheerful. Then that may be against <laughs> what you want to It'd do. It'd be hard to be cheerful if you don't align with that value, right? Exactly. Exactly. So understand that whatever the customers say, especially if it's good, you ask yourself very, very specifically, are you the one to provide that? Can you make the customer feel the same way as they roll over that? Because evidently that is the practice brand. Are you aligned with the practice brand? So all these sort of things, you can find out a lot from reviews. So you can you can go in your sort of uh, the usual social media like Instagram, what sort of post do they do? Facebook, what sort of post do they do? As Julie mentioned, what sort of feedback do they give for any sort of remarks that is given by the member of public? You can go and check out the Google. You can check out the website itself. Is it professionally done? All these sort of things. How you do anything is how you do everything. Mm. All these sort of things will give you a good picture of what the practice is like. Yeah? Okay. So, so yeah. that's Absolutely. all this homework you can do before you before even Before you even walk in the hospital. Exactly. Then after that, most people, they have, the, the, the next step is they would have the um, telephone interview, whether it is on Zoom or whether it's a phone call. And that is where, you know, you're going to ask your questions. Is there going to be support? And what exactly do you mean by a good salary? How is the how is the remuneration calculated? How often do you have salary reviews? How often do you have a review in general? All these sort of things, uh, if they're important to you, then you should be asking. Are you going to have a mentor? Mm. Do they, uh, who do you go to? Are you going to be put in sole charge at all as a fresh grad? And sometimes it is uh, not, not appropriate. Or are you always going to have support? Is it part of a bigger hospital? What's the rota like? When are you going to be on call? You're going to be on call. Have you got somebody else to ring up and things like that? So those questions you can sort of ask, how, who is interviewing you? Is it a big uh, place whereby the um, it is the HR department, practice like manager, a recruiter, may yeah. be a vet? interviewing you initially or is it a boss himself is it one of the directors what exactly are they looking for is it expanding it is expanding have they got an infrastructure to fit the extra vet mm. if it's replacing why are they replacing whereas the other one gone to all these questions you can ask and uh, once you have all this all taken out in the interview and you are happy with it and they're happy with you and push on to the next one that's your third option. So just to remind us, the first one is internet, social media, website. Second one is on the phone. How do they sound like? The third one is a face-to-face. -face. Okay, so usually, usually, not all. If not be, uh, if, if they don't, you can potentially even request for it to go and see practice for a day. Find yeah, out how for sure. I think that's day. really important. Yeah. Most people, they would invite you to go in for a day to right. go and see what is it like. If they don't, it may be something that you want to request for a day because before you sign anything for a full-time job or whatever contract you're going to sign, it's good to go and find out exactly what's happening. And this third component of where you can find out more, when you walk into the practice, how do you feel about it? What they have advertised outside, because once you've seen a website, once you've read the social media, once you've had a telephone interview, in your mind, there is some form of um, interpretation, some form of expectation, some form of image of what right. you think this is going to be. When you walk in, does it align with what is in your mind? Because it's one thing 
outside shouting branding, when you walk in, it doesn't align. Doesn't that is interesting. Okay. When they say that they are, you know, family orientated, when you walk in, do you feel family orientated or is it just part of a big number? If they say that they are cheap and cheerful, you walk in, is it cheap and cheerful? I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's just, is it coherent with your right. so-called external branding? Is the internal branding the same as the external branding? When you walk in there, how does it feel? How does the waiting room feel? How does the sitting area feel? And after that... How does when... it smell? Exactly. Does it smell? Is it important to <laughs> you? I'm a big you? one for it smells. Smell? I was always yeah. like, if my hospital smelled bad when I walked in, I would have a fit. <laughs> is that important to you? If it's not, you know, if it is, then, you know, all these sort of things, long and short of it, you want to see whether their so-called external branding matches their internal branding. Right. Okay. It's just like us when we see advertising for Nike, you expect a certain thing. You walk into a Nike shop, you see that certain thing. It's coherent. Right. Yep. Whereas if it's not there, it's like, okay, it's all that just for show. It's mm. all the social media website or just for show and in, inside they don't really do the same thing. Right. And when you speak to the boss then or you speak to HR, whoever you speak to, ask, who are you speaking to in the first place? Have they worked there for a long time? If they haven't worked there for a long time, then ask, okay, um, how long have you worked here? And just ask about them really as much as Remember that as much as they are interviewing you, you're also interviewing them. It's a two-way process. And right. it is to their benefit and advantage that you interview them properly so that you know whether you are going to stay or not, even though they may not know that they may be desperate to want you. But right. to do them a disservice, it's not by asking them properly. And you go and say, you don't like it, you leave. You're putting bang them back to square one apart from wasting your own time as well. So you're doing them a favor by asking all these questions because you want to stay and they want you to stay. And you, you only know whether it's a good fit by asking the questions. Right. So all this sort of, uh, so the three different ways, one is social media, one is on a telephone call, one is face-to-face. -face. How do you feel when you're inside there? It's all quite important. And um, have you got anything else to add to this, Julie? Well, I would just add that when you go in for your in-person interview, if you can, like you said, spend some time there and talk to not only the people that are interviewing you, the owner, or the manager, whoever, but talk to all of the rest of the staff and get an idea of how long have they been there? How do they like it? What do they feel about the practice? Because I think that um, if you can get yourself separated from the the owners and actually talk to the real people that work there mm -hmm. and they've been mm -hmm. there 20 years or 15 years and, oh, I love it. And it's great. And, you know, they might even tell you, well, you know, there are days where it kind of sucks, but for the most part, we love it, you know, or whatever, just try to get those opinions of the people that actually work there because that says a lot. I think. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Because remember, you're going to be working with them. <laughs> Well, the most more than the yeah, yeah more than the if, other if, doctors. If your sure. if your if your initial approach or initial thinking of them is not good already, it's yeah. challenging. It's challenging. If you're afraid of the staff before you even get hired exactly. in, you probably don't want to work there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. So so far, I've sort of focused on the importance of interviewing, conducting your own interview for your job. Right. Just yeah, it's so like reverse interviewing, right? We exactly. think that they're exactly. quizzing us, but really it's in reverse. Exactly. Just mm -hmm. to end off, I would like to give you a few different tips to make sure that you get a job that you want. Okay. okay. Because it's one thing saying that you're going to interview them to make sure that they fit you. But right. if you know they fit you, what can you do 
to make sure that you get a job compared to other interviewees. Okay, so okay, we, and just to let you know, all this all written inside here. If you need any sort of uh, yep, in your book, um, yep, any sort of revision. But the three tips for a first interview: first one is be sure to dress appropriately. Okay, oh, dress yeah. smart, regardless sure. of gender, male, female, dress smart. Mm -hmm. Just dress to impress. The thing about first impressions, you only have one chance for a first impression. Okay. Yep. The second one is be early. Okay. Give allowance yes. for any sort of traffic. As John Wooden, an NCAA coach, 10-time winner, said, mm -hmm. if you're on time, you're late. If you're yep. early, you're on time. Okay. Yep. So give yourself allowance for looking for a parking space, traffic, all those sort of things, because you don't really want to get there late and make some excuse. I couldn't find a parking space. There was a traffic, there was accident, whatever. Give right. yourself and a lot, if a lot you of get time. there really, really early and you don't want to walk in, you can sit in your car. Exactly. You don't have exactly. to walk into the building if you're, you know, give yourself exactly get there exactly. early and then walk in whatever time, five minutes totally. or ten minutes before your interview. Totally. Yep. My last tip that. for you is be sure to do your homework. If you mm -hmm. can find out who your interviewer is going to be and research that person as well. Okay, make it a point that. to stand out from the rest of the candidates. Okay, be sure to research the practice as much as you can before turning up. You want to ask them, how long have you been here? Why? And all everything you want to, because the questions that you ask are going to be quite pointed and quite specific. What are the dreams for this practice? Where mm -hmm. do you want to go? So to speak, all these questions will make you stand out from the rest of the candidates who just ask, what's my pay? What's the water going to be like? And things like that okay right, right yeah I love that and even mm -hmm. complimenting I think in some way like if you if you're interviewing at a practice that has been in existence yeah. for a long time or I notice mm -hmm. that a lot of your employees have been here a long time if you ask a question like that tell mm -hmm. me about that you know I've, I've noticed yeah. that a lot of your people have stayed why do you think that is and mm -hmm. that would be a compliment to the owner or the manager mm -hmm. and I think if you compliment them they would have mm -hmm. a better impression of you yeah. in a lot of ways totally. right totally you must you make yourself memorable you have yeah. to be remarkable so that they remark about you later right and yeah, yeah so all that hopefully it will help to for you to prepare for your first interview and uh, the the last sort of take home would be remember to always choose a job that will allow you to grow according to your values character and the sort of that you want to be I These are foundational, okay? Yeah. And finally, you know, never compromise yourself personally to become who you wish to be professionally. Mm. Yeah, well, that, that's what happened to me. I got into a practice that didn't share my morals mm. and I, mm. I fought it tooth and nail and I ended up getting fired because I just kept trying to change them rather than leaving. Yep. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, and that story I tell in my book. So, okay, well, I- can we wrap that up and then we'll go on to our next subject for our next podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Anything else that we didn't say that we need to say? No, I think, um, yeah, I think we've covered quite a lot in a half an hour. And like you said, everything's already- I think this is, this is not only tips for your first job, but if you're going for your second or third job and you didn't use these tips the first time around, this would be a really good time to use these tips, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm thrilled that we're doing this. And um, I just want to let the listeners know that there is going to be a short series from us um, for little podcasts we're planning. So um, we're going to move on to record the next one. Um, and it'll be about negotiating our salaries. 
So um, I just want to thank Dr. Lin and Fu for joining me today and talking about these tips for interviewing and finding your job that, that fits you well. And I really appreciate his expertise and um, show your book again. <laughs> it's called Bet for Life on Amazon. And uh, I would encourage you to read it. I've read it and um, a lot of good tips in there. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Lennon. And we'll uh, talk again on the next podcast. Excellent. Have a beautiful week, everyone. Bye.